we are back. We'll refine the podcast. We're hopping in episode two with First Peter. Hey. That was Zane's first introduction. To <laughs> Sorry, that was pretty weird. Everybody listening. Yeah, that's that pretty was weird. Junk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he was way more smooth with it than I'm you just were. Messing, I'm telling you. I'm just messing me. It's hey, they coming at me like that. I might as well go home. <laughs> the hard, uh, the hardest part about sitting down and doing these is the intro. Like, I don't know. It's just so. It just seems like we're it's not an icebreaker, people, bro. It's like it seems yeah. fake, you know? Yeah, it kind of does. I mean, it's repetitive. It's the same thing every time. Welcome back to Refound the Podcast. You know, and, and then you kind of don't really know what to say after that. Yeah, it's like, well, I just want to survive with Let me tell you all something. This is a while back, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> me and Abby are sitting on the balcony <laughs> at my house, right? <laughs> and if you have ever heard an 18-wheeler go off the side of the road, it, it makes that noise. It goes, oh, like that, you know? Okay, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. sitting on the balcony, right? And I'm, I mean, I don't even remember what we were doing. She's right here beside me, but... Nonetheless, you know, I'm, I think I'm, I'm maybe I was in the spirit. I, I don't really remember, but I'm feeling some type of way because this 18 wheeler goes off the side of the road. Right. And and it's in the distance because the interstate's not too far from our house, um, you know, or my house. But I can I can hear, you know, so it's like an echo in the sky. And this 18 wheeler goes off the side of the road. Right. And it's like, oh, and I look over the sky. I'm like, oh, my gosh. What is that? And I look at Abby, and I seriously, I'm freaking out. Like I, I'm terrified right now. And I'm, and then I hear it again. Oh, and I'm like, oh my god, it's the trumpets. <laughs> I'm like, run. No. So I'm like, Abby, you gotta go inside, see if my dad's still home. You know, because if my dad was here, then I know that you know, God probably didn't come back. But I don't really know where I went. <laughs> so I don't know. All I knew was I thought I got left behind, uh, and I was no. terrified. Oh my. <laughs> Bro, when he said that, oh my God, the trumpet, bro, you projectile spin across the table. Logan, <laughs> yeah, if you ever need DNA of Logan, it's on the table. I can see it right there. Look, look, uh, look, uh, look. He, I'm just sitting there. I mean, just imagine if you're listening to this, just imagine sitting on like your, your patio and you hear what you think is the trumpet. You think the Lord is calling you home and then you, you open your eyes and you're like, I'm still here. Oh crap! So I'm drawing. Uh, hey, uh, did you forget me? <laughs> Lord, uh, I think you left me. Look, that night, seriously, I was like, man, I, it was a reflection of like, man, what if, you know? Yeah. And I was praying, and God was like, look, man, it's confirmation that that I got you. If you're that scared in the first place, you really. Hey, that's you know real. Saying? So y'all know it was just pretty funny. I just wanted to share that, but fear of the Lord is wisdom. <laughs> exactly. Golly, that story is fantastic. That's so goodness funny. gracious. Go go check and see if my dad's here. I'm telling oh, you, he's here. We're up to the house, and you know, I had to I had to go see who was here or not because I don't know, man. I was like, surely I wasn't left behind. <laughs> I mean, I am not perfect by no means, but hey, Jesus, you got me. I know you do. It was it was crazy. Florida. <laughs> Lord, I'm I'm sprinkled by the by the blood of Christ, as we talked about in First yeah. Peter earlier. I mm. I need you to not leave me behind. Hey, and Take one good on. thing about the Apple Podcast is like if you're listening to it and you finish through one, it kind of just like go ahead and, and flows into the next one. Yeah, so that's yeah. free for those. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, so we're in it. First Peter chapter one. We're in it, or and we are excited. We are ecstatic to be talking about the living hope that is. Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Ecstatic. Ecstatic. Uh, it's fine. We have audience members that are being disruptive in the in the room. Um there are audience Dang, members. Not, not him calling them out. There there is an audience member that is currently in the room that uh 
thought me saying ecstatic was funny. Yeah. I know I'm funny. Funny looking. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I mean. <laughs> but we're bored again to a living hope, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. We just foreshadowed Peter just a, a, a tad, tad bit um, in the previous just episode. Just, just um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like maybe Zane, maybe, maybe you have some pretty good information to talk about to kind of kick kick yeah. this off. Um, he has the ins and outs of Peter for the most part. Okay. So if you want to share that, then uh, we're all ears. Yeah, she, so... Um, First and foremost, uh, like we said earlier, um, Peter was one of you know Jesus' first followers. Like uh, when Jesus came and met him at the boat, like he was one of the first people that did follow with Jesus, and so he's a, one of the twelve disciples. And so when he confessed Jesus as Lord, he, his name was Che. He changed his name to uh, now I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound terrible. Uh, I don't even know. Like what is that? Let me pronounce it. Kephas. 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 We are not uh, biblical scholars. Yeah, so like, I'm terrible at pronouncing words, so y'all just like stay with me. And so that is a Aramic, so uh, that's a, like a Semitic language, if you'd say. And so in Matthew chapter um, 16, verses 18, it talks about how Peter is the rock. And so that means like a firm foundation. So as is like a firm foundation later on, um, we go and we go to see that like later it's transferred into a Greek word like known as Peter and that's where Peter gets his name from so he's had all these different like name changes and what's so cool about that is like you know when he found Jesus is when his name got transformed just like when we find Jesus like we're transformed we're a new creation and this that and other and so right out the gate Jesus like promises him that he's going to be a leader and that he would carry out the good news beyond the borders of Israel so when he's writing this letter in First Peter, he's writing it from Rome. And so it was written to the church uh, in Asia. It's a Asia Minor. So what that is, that's uh, what like today's modern Turkey is. That's what that yeah. looks like for us. And so um, the letter was just simply written to that church, uh, you know, Christians that were being persecuted. And he was writing it to, you know, encourage them that, you know, like, we're going to go through these fiery, fiery trials. We're going to go through, you know, these purifying um, transformations. We're going to go through, you know, we're going to face uh, temptations, all these different things. And, like, this is just something to kind of help give them that encouragement, that hope, and know that, like, we need to place our hope in the Lord versus, you know, not. Following Christ is hard. Hardest thing. People yeah. think that you accept Jesus, you know, it's it's supposed to be sunshine and rainbows at that right. point on. but. Man, you, you, you learn real quick that, first of all, I mean, everyday life is difficult. So just yeah. because you become a Christian doesn't mean that that's taken away. Mm -hmm. um, the difference between us and the rest of the world um, is the fact that we are given the strength to endure trials. Um, perseverance is, is the biggest part about it. So, right. um, you know, we, we'll talk about that in, in this chapter. There's, there's a whole lot with that. So, um, I don't know, man, that's, that's good stuff, though, definitely. Yeah. I think it's very important to understand who is like who who wrote what we're talking about you know right. um now obviously you know the entire bible and and first peter included um is the inspired word of god um so obviously you know this is all inspired by the holy spirit mm. um but there they there are people who actually you know wrote these um words right. to paper or right. um, put the words to paper um so i think it's important i think it's cool that that we know who peter is and um we kind of have a background of of what peter went through uh, on earth as he was I'm walking with Jesus, and I think it's just cool just to to hear from Jesus's 
I guess you could say best friend right in this letter of first Peter um so we want to hop in and hop in first three first three I know we kind of yeah. we left off at uh the greeting at, at verse two and the greeting and and we talked a little bit about um you know how because uh because we're chosen by God and because you know we we chose God um we talked about how that isn't it for us that that isn't just a you know a one-time decision and then we never uh, try to learn or grow in our faith at all um that, that is a an ongoing process that we would refer to as sanctification and um we're called to be obedient um and I, that's kind of where we left it off at and logan you want to read verse three you want me to you want me to hop in it well <clears throat> i'll go ahead and read it um you just want to go verse by verse I guess, and we'll just kind of see where it takes us. Because, um, I mean, like with the references that I have, you, I mean, you know me, I've, I've got stuff like yeah. five and just randomly. So let's go where it leads us. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy. He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Resurrection. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a good keyword right there. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I mean, <clears throat> the... My favorite part, obviously, you know, and this is with a lot of stories. I mean, we see Paul do it also. Um, John the Baptist, you know, like it's blessed to God, the Father. He's our Lord. I mean, he's Jesus Christ. And it's always given God the glory. So that's that's the first part about this is the most important part of everything that we do is to give God the glory. Um, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope Mm -hmm. through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So Jesus, like you said earlier, He's known for dying for our sins, right? right? But more so known for resurrecting for our sins. Mm-hmm. He he rose from the grave. He conquered death. Um, and therefore, when we die to self and we are resurrected in Christ Jesus, we are a new creation. Yep. You know, it's, I mean, it's, it's real good stuff. And it just reminds me of, um, what is it, Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you yeah. trust in him so that you may overflow with Hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hope. It's that living hope through the resurrection of Christ Jesus that we receive. So I think something that's cool to me that that um, I didn't even notice until just now, uh, it says, according to his great mercy, and the key word um, that I want to talk about here is, according to his great mercy, it says, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't say we. um doesn't say anything about we. It doesn't say anything about us. The same thing about you. It talks about He, right. as in Christ Jesus, and without Christ Jesus coming to this earth, dying for our sins, and then defeating death by, through the power of the resurrection, um, we would not be able to be born again, right. and we would not have this living hope. Um, uh, you know, this entire, the entire book that we read, the entire book that sits in front of us, and our entire faith is built upon the death, the, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And without that, you know, we have nothing. Um, I think it's very cool that, that he highlights that. So I have uh let's see here for verse four and five. Um if someone wants to help me out here, turn to Ephesians one thirteen. All right. And uh, it'll be thirteen and fourteen and again. Uh for those who are listening right now, obviously um our main focus with this podcast is is for you to have word on the go. If you are sitting down listening to us right now and you do have a Bible in front of you, um, then turn with us. Ephesians 1, 13 through 14 is going to be our cross-reference for First Peter chapter 1, uh, verses 4 through 5, which say, To an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, 
who by God's power are being guarded through faith for his salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Mm. Yes, and, and then if you read Ephesians 1, 13, 14, it says, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Yeah. Um, what I think is cool is that, you know, he... Um, Peter here when he's writing this he didn't really dis- describe our inheritance at all um, he, just, he just basically told us what it is not and what our inheritance is not is it's not perishable it's imperishable um, it's not defiled it's undefiled it's everlasting it's it's everlasting and it's kept in heaven for us um, so I think I think too you know it's, it's as you read in verse 5 it's being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time um it's guarded for us, and there, it's it's not money uh, that can be spent, or money that can be um, given, taken away from us. It's not a car that eventually is going to stop running. It's not whatever it might look like for you. Yeah, it's not clothing. It's not jewelry. It's not uh, whatever the materialistic thing, uh, our phones, I mean, anything that you can think of. Our podcast gear, um, all that's going to fade, and all that's going to stop working at some right. point, and all that's uh, perishable, but... What he has prepared for us and what he's ready and excited to reveal to us in the last time uh, is imperishable and it's it's priceless. And I think it's safe to say for us to, to answer a, a quite simple question um, and the most frequently asked question among many, many people is, you know, how do I know that I'm saved? And here in, in both Ephesians chapter 1, 13 and, and you know, in First Peter that we're in right now, it, it's clear to us that the Spirit is our guarantee of inheritance. So right, if you feel... If you feel that spirit, if you know that that you have the Holy Spirit as your guide, and if you feel conviction, you know, I've been told um, this before by a very, very, very reputable, reputable source, um, and he had said, look, if you feel conviction and you know what's right and what's wrong, then you know that you're saved. There's mm-hmm. no question about it. If you can live with without, you know, or if you can live without conviction— and, and blatantly sin and not feel wrong for it. Right. That's that's when you should start questioning, you know, your salvation to have I really given myself to Christ? Have I really accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior? But if you can I mean and, and yeah, there's a such thing as morals, but if you sin and you truly feel that conviction for it and you have that that Holy Spirit um there that that is the conviction for you, um, then you know there's there's no reason to question your salvation at that point. And I'm telling you, that's what is most important for all of us as we're going through our daily walk. Um, and, you know, we might question what's right or wrong or how we should, um, you know, answer this question or that question, um, you know, or even when we're worrying and we're stressed out, we're ne- needing an answer over something. Um, that spirit's there and it's yeah. our guarantee of inheritance. It's imperishable. I think it's one thing to just hear that, you know, you have an inheritance, you know, waiting for you. And it's one thing to hear that, but then to get a down payment, which would be the Holy Spirit, um, to receive that down payment and be able to experience just a fraction of the inheritance that that we're going to receive through the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Once you experience the Holy Spirit, and for those that are listening, if you've never experienced that, um, I pray that you do. And and once you do, and and for those that are listening and have experienced the the love and and the peace and the joy, that comes with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, um, there's no feeling like it in the world. And when you experience that, you know just how great. If this is that great, how great the inheritance will be uh, one day when we come face to face with with our Lord and Savior. I don't know. Just like 
touching on like what we talked about at lunch and like you know this is going into our heavenly inheritance this is going into like what god is promising us and like if he created everything in seven days like i said at lunch and like we're sitting here we're thinking like all these things are beautiful and like like i can't i still i i cannot like physically picture like what that's going to look like you know walking on streets of gold and like it's not going to be uh you know just this gold that you dig out of the ground like this is going to be the most finest the most purest like you know purified the best of the best like we're going to be walking under that and that's like going to be underneath our feet you know so undeserving i mean like (laughs) god gives us these these amazing things when we get to heaven you know that's that's the that's the thing that we we neglect to remember when we don't deserve anything on earth at all like this is this is just our a temporary place um, and we have a mission um, that we have to fulfill. That's why it says our guarantee of inheritance until we acquire possession of it, because we are still on mission and at work here on earth. And when we do die, God gives us everything that Jesus has ever received. Right. And it just blows my mind to think like he chose us, you know, right. I mean, it was by a little, a little faith and obedience uh, that mustard seed that he, he took and ran with and said, I'm not only that, but like, literally the king of kings like leaving his throne and coming down from heaven and like the the greatest place that we can't even to begin to comprehend like what it looks like what it actually holds but yet we lean into the truth of what he's given us but to think he left that all for us yeah. you know what I'm saying like we think oh we got a hundred thousand dollars like we're not fixing just like uh we're stingy with a hundred dollars of it you know like we don't want to give that away but yeah he was like no i don't need anything that i have like my treasures in heaven like he said i don't need anything he said i want y'all and i'm willing to you know go through the trenches for it like i'm literally willing to come here with nothing be homeless and just serve and just to show y'all how great like like this life that we can live you know saying but We and, and this life that we live, we have to remember too, like there's going to be in, in going into just verse six, it says in this, you rejoice mm. though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. So like I said, Christians, it's, it's a very, very tough to be a Christian because it's not easy. You're going to be faced with various trials and I've always put it like this and a, uh, a thief isn't going to break into an empty home. There's something valuable within you, and that's Christ Jesus, and the enemy is coming after you. Uh, right. And totally. he's not going to stop until, you know, he has you. So right. you can expect to the day that you die, if you are a follower of Christ, mm. he's going to be fighting after you. And so First Peter 4, 12, and 13, don't be surprised at fiery trials. Rejoice. Mm. Yeah. And so far as you share Christ's sufferings, so that you may rejoice and be glad when his glory reveals itself. So no matter what happens, let's rejoice and know that, you're valuable in some way or another if the God of earth and the God of heaven's coming after you. Right. You know, and I, I say that to say, obviously, the enemy, he's already he's already defeated. Oh, yeah. With that, we know how the story ends. And, like, just to sit here and think that, like you said, if he's coming after you, you hold that value. And, like, that that's something that's so great to, like, you know, that's just reassurance. Like, you know, like, you know, we talk about how the Holy Spirit seals us and how, you know, we had that conviction. But also, like, if you're going through trials and tribulations, like, and I know it's hard, like, right there then in the moment, like, especially when we get to comparison, like, comparison is a thief of joy, and, like, we're like, well, why don't we have this? Why don't we have that? Well, first off, like, the pain and the suffering that you're going through, there's a purpose for that. So when you're in that position, know that there's a purpose for it. Instead of asking yourselves, like, 
This is why it's so important for us to place ourselves second instead of being like, God, why are you allowing this to happen to me? But God, what are you teaching me through these trials, these tribulations like that I'm facing? But once again, we can rest in that reassurance that like there's nothing we can do to let him down because he's the one holding us up and we can rest in him when we fall short. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> I think that like when our te- when our faith is, is tested with these trials, I think it's God really just trying to show us, you know, how how strong our faith is. Um, yeah. he, he's really trying to, um, he's trying to teach us something mm-hmm. in that and trying to teach us that, you know, we're, we're supposed to be relying on him. Right. Um, and, and, you know, I think too, it's, it's important to highlight that it says, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. So, you know, not only are you going to have trials, but it, it's not like you're just going to be able to have trials and, you know, you get shot in the chest and it just bounces off your chest. You know, right. it's sometimes it's going to, it's going to be stink. painful, man. Uh, and you're going to, you're going to grieve over those trials and you're going to grieve over the the hardships that you're facing. Um, but the important thing is, is that when our faith is being tested, um, like we're going to read uh, by fire, um, that we always give the praise and the glory uh, to God because we know right. um, that because our faith is being tested, uh, we know that we're doing what we're called to do. Uh, exactly. You know, the devil wouldn't be trying to to tempt us and, and lure us into a traps if, if we were on his side. He would just let us keep doing what we're doing. I mean, we know that, especially with the following verses, that there is a reason for our, our, you know, faith being tested. And it's kind of a a way of us, you know, showing God, yes, we are, you know, committed to you, obviously. Um, It's it's us proving our love for him. Um, But let's just look at the story of Job real quick. Let's not forget that when Job was tempted, it was not God who was doing the tempting. Right. Satan himself had to come to God and say, may I tempt your son? That's so good. So let's not forget, anytime you're faced with anything, it's never God. God is not throwing trials your way right. at all. Yeah. That that just doesn't happen. It's the enemy who has to face God every time and say, look at what your son is capable of. He's capable of not of, of nothing. You think he really loves you. And it's, it's the enemy trying to taunt God and God saying, look at what my son is capable of because Scripture tells us he won't let us be tempted beyond what we can bear. Mm-hmm. And he always provides a way out. That's it. Yeah. So next time you're you're faced with something difficult mm-hmm. in life, try your best to remember, oh my goodness, like mm. the enemy had to come to God and ask him for permission. Right. And God gave him permission. Yeah. So what does that say about how he feels about me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 so Hebrews uh, Hebrews four. Verse 15 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Um, and so that that shows us, and that and that's why Peter, you know, that's why I believe Peter's talking about this living hope is because not only does our God, you know, our, a lot of gods, quote-unquote lowercase gods, that right. you see in other religions, and uh, it's all about, you know, working your way up to the mountain, you know, climbing that mountain with your own works and, and you love God. The more you love God, the more you do things for Him. Well, then the more He'll love you. But you know, He's always that. Those little lowercase gods are always up on the mountain, up on the right. throne. Well, our God, who we serve, and, and the one and only true God, come down off the mountain into the valley with us and walk this earth and experience the things that we experience and, and face the trials and the temptations that we experience. But yet He was without sin. So that should give us confidence to know that. Um, you know, if, if our, if our God can do it, then, then we can, because I mean, all things are possible uh, right. through him. Right. Verse seven, um, 
and just what you were wanting to get into so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's James 1, 3 for you. There's a, yeah, and I was thinking of that. There's a quote in here in this commentary. Shall a man say, I have great faith in God, but I have never had to use it in anything more than the ordinary affairs of life where I could possibly have done with it as well as with it. So basically what this quote is saying is, I mean, how can you have faith if you don't go through stuff that you have to have faith for? Right. If everything's all hunky-dory and, and your life is just fantastic, well, then what's the point of having it? I mean, if we were, it's like saying if we were perfect, there would be no need for a Savior. Exactly. 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 So James 1, 3 says, or what I'll do 2 and 3, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for that you know the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Mm. Yeah. Got that one framed in my bedroom. Yeah, uh, and Good that reminder. just goes like along with say that like the persecutions that we face and the sufferings like that burns away the distractions and like that deepens our faith. You yeah. know, like you know we sit here and and so we can compare it to gold. And like I said, I work construction, so like I weld, and like the hotter you burn, the more trash it burns out of the weld, like out of the metal itself. So that way, it's a like it'll pass x-ray and it'll be a hundred percent and you know if it wasn't a hundred percent then it would fail so like we need something to get us to that hundred percent so like you're facing all these different things like jesus is just working on your character and who you are so you can be the best possible person that he calls you to be so you can be walking in the image of him because we get caught up and we're like oh yeah i'm pursuing the lord here 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 and here but i'm still struggling here like you're gonna face a trial until you get through that. You know what I'm saying? You've got to truly deny yourself so that way you can walk according to him. And like like we said at the beginning of this, like you want to be a Christian and you want to challenge, like be become a, become a Christian and like watch how challenging that is, especially when you go against the tide of the world that is just constantly, nonstop pushing against you. So the thing I wanted to talk about when it comes to verse 7, you know, we talked about already that um, – you know, we have a living hope and an inheritance that is imperishable. And we already, already have alluded to how gold, um, gold, money, cars, podcast equipment, whatever it is, all of that's going to, going to fade. Um, you know, so if, if gold, you know, obviously is not, gold's not more valuable than our faith because our faith, you know, won't fade either. Yes. Um, that's imperishable too. But if gold, you know, is not as valuable and if gold is fit to be tested and purified, you know, by fire, then why do we think that our faith is not meant to be tested? Because mm-hmm. our faith is more precious, you know? That's good. Right. Um, and, I, and, and in this commentary, too, that I'm looking at, it says faith is tested to show that it is sincere faith or true faith. Yeah. Faith is tested to show the strength of faith, and faith is tested to purify it, to burn away the dross from the gold. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I think that that should be exciting to yeah. us, like, you know, as when we get tested, we should know that hey, that's it's a good thing. Like we're growing. It's you, you have to humble yourself. I mean, in order to be a Christian, period, you've got to humble yourself. And um, you know that's why we get mad. It's like God, why do bad things happen to good people? God, I've done this, this, and that for you. Why am I being tested? God, why do I have to go through this? I went to church on Sunday, and <laughs> none of that matters at all. Um, in all actuality, it strengthens your relationship with with Christ, but. 
being a Christian isn't about receiving any type of benefit from it. It's about giving God the glory in everything that we do. Um, and we become distracted by selfish ambition. Um, mm. What can I gain from this instead of what can I give to this? Mm. Um, and it's just like the, I mean, verse eight says it perfectly, though you have not seen him, you love him. And, and that's it. We have faith in what we cannot see. Right. Um, you know, though you do not uh, now see him, you believe in him and you rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Right. Well, just because we can't see Jesus doesn't make him any less real. Well, in the beginning of Romans, it talks about how like he reveals himself and everything. Yeah, Romans one twenty, it definitely it talks about he reveals himself through nature and he re- reveals himself through his creation. Right. And I'm gonna be honest, if you look at the person to your right or to your left, if you're sitting around somebody, that's a ton of evidence for God. Absolutely. I mean, we have. I, I'm a, I, now I'm gonna say this wrong. <laughs> I think it's three hundred trillion cells in our body. Yeah. Um. I mean, you just have to imagine that's 300 trillion living things that have formed your body. Then you may have, what, how many organs do we have in our body? No, don't give me a lot. I didn't pay attention to school. I mean, <laughs> but but what, happens if, what happens if one of those organs stops working? You know, if one of the organs stops working, well, that's not good. Like, right. we got a problem there. Like, everything had to be working perfectly inside of our body for us to just be alive here and breathing. Well, right. I mean, that just goes into, you know, like the analogy I always use is and like, we can't see the air, but we're still breathing every day. So there's our hope because we know it's there and we can see the effects of it. We just, we can't physically see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The same thing with Jesus. Like we cannot physically see him, but like as we place our trust and our hope in him, we can see the effects of it. So it, once again, it goes back to if we give Jesus our all, we're going to see Jesus in all things that we do. Yeah. Let's remember when jesus had resurrected from the grave and remember a couple of disciples had seen him and then here's thomas thomas says look unless i see jesus himself in the flesh with holes in his hands i cannot believe that jesus is resurrected and he had kind of boxed jesus in and then you go down to it's john 20 29 it says jesus said to him have you believed because you have seen me blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed right i mean that's what I was saying. It's like just because we just because we can't see Jesus doesn't mean that he's not real or any less real. Mm. Um, I mean, the thing about it is, is as long as we're on this side of the our life, as long as we're on this side of life, we're still living and breathing on this earth. That's a blessing. We're we're gonna be facing trials because um, we're we're promised to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bible doesn't shy away from that. That we're gonna be faced with trials. People are gonna think we're crazy. Um, that's just the way it is. But we know that eventually, one day, when we pass on from this life and then we enter into the next side of our life, because right. um, really, we really never die, uh, to be completely honest, and we really don't. Um, we're promised you know, eternal life, and that's part of our inheritance. And we won't be facing those trials and temptations no more. Right. Like It's just going to be full-blown right. praise and worship, uh, and it's going to be a glorious day where we're no, no longer going to be crying, no tears. No grief, no nothing, um, except praise. So, I mean, the end of that verse in, in 1 Peter 1, um, 8, it goes on to say, obviously, though you uh, do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. And then 9 says, obtaining the outcome of your faith, mm. the salvation of your souls. Mm. So this is why faith is so important. This is why it's believing in what you can't see yeah. instead of questioning God, trusting God. Concerning the salvation, the prophets 
who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours, searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. Yeah. It's this gets me excited because this is like the and this can be misinterpreted. This can be very, very, very confusing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've got commentary on it. But. Yeah. What I was going to say, like, Peter's not really, if you read that, you know, he's talking about the prophets. How they, they prophesied this. The prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours. So, you know, if you read the Old Testament, the whole Bible is about Jesus. Right. And I know the Old Testament could be very confusing to read, but there's so many prophecies that you'll read and you'll skip right over it. But it, the word's actually talking about Jesus. Um, but Peter wasn't trying to tell these people, this is why you should believe because the prophets prophesied this. He was just bringing it to their attention that, Hey, like, this is not like a surprise to any of us. Like right. this is what was written about for years. This is the, this is the, um, the word that you knew and you studied and it's come to fruition. Like Christ has come, a savior has come, Messiah has come just like the prophets said, mm. um, and I think that's just so cool because, I mean, I think there's, what, over 300,000 references in the Bible that, or how many prophecies, I think, were fulfilled by Jesus? I don't remember the number. It's it's in the hundreds, but, I mean, it's like the, like, the odds of that taking place is really not possible. Right. It's like, unless it's God, it's, it's not possible for every single one of the prophecies to be fulfilled. It isn't like there were some prophecies that were written about that didn't take place in the Old Testament and then when Jesus was on earth. No, every single one of them that were written about took place and happened. Um, and that should fire you up. Like, that's that's crazy. That's over the course of, what, 3,000 years that all this took place and yeah. yet Jesus came and fulfilled all of them. So, that's a hitty. It reminds me kind of of, like, um, I mean, in, in just these verses, the, what was it, was it Jesus like speaking to the Corinthians? I mean, maybe not Jesus. I I don't remember, but necessarily. I mean, I, I think it's the first Corinthians, and he's talking about, um, you know, like I I gave you. Let me let me see. I think what I, are you talking about? I gave you milk, not solid food. Oh, I read this. First oh, yeah. Corinthians three two. I read this earlier. So uh, I guess I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it, and even now you are not ready. Mm. And it's I mean very similar. You know, in these following verses, though you have not seen him, you love him, though you do not now see him, you believe in him. It's contrary to what he was speaking, you know, uh, to the Corinthians. Um, and it's a good reminder that there, it, there's always going to be both sides of the, the field, the playing field. And we are called to believe in what we cannot see. Right. Um, we're given, you know, milk and we decide sometimes that we want to move on to that solid food and it's not, it's not yet time we get ahead of ourselves um but being patient and trusting in the lord letting him um guide our steps uh, is is most important um in this and i i truly think that that's what peter's is saying like slow your roll you know i think we sign up for so many things quite often that uh is unnecessary um and we get ahead of ourselves um and that's why christians become burnt out yeah burnt out huh the burnout thing is real. Yeah. That can become a dangerous, rocky slope. Um, I don't know if we've ever really even talked about that on here. Something burned out? It'd be a good topic. I, mean, I think it'd be fantastic that. to talk about, but I mean, 
burnout is is a real thing you know i mean it's sometimes you feel like you're doing all these things and you feel like you're doing all the right things but then sometimes you might not just visibly see you know the lord moving and and you just feel like you just get burnt out i mean we saw mary magdalene get burnt out yeah i mean she you know as she's following christ fell off at one point um and kind of you know just for a, a short time reverted back to her old ways um that's us all the time i mean right. we all eventually you know sometimes go through these spurts in life where um we don't feel worthy enough and we forget that christ has came to make us worthy as interceded on our behalf um and we do get burnt out we do so much we you know feel like we have all these roles that we have to play and we forget that jesus has already fulfilled that for us yeah so i think um i think to kind of end this this episode and, and kind of leave a little cliffhanger uh, into the next one of, of what we're going to be diving into. Uh, I want to read uh, just verse 12. It says, It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves but you, talking about the prophets, and the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. And this is kind of the, the cliffhanger that I wanted to leave with you guys. It says, By the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. Um. You know, the angels are very curious of God's plan of salvation. And now, and they don't get to experience salvation like us humans get to. And right. I think it's going to be very cool to kind of talk about that and be able to, to dive into that in For sure. the next episode and, and really look into what that means. What, is, what does it mean by the angels long to look down here on heaven? I think that's kind of... <laughs> If you're if you're not a spiritual person, if you don't believe in the Holy Spirit, it's kind of like a creepy thing. Like yeah. these angelic beings like watching down on me. Like <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, I'm pumped about that. But <laughs> these angelic beings. <laughs> Did I say beings? 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 Oh, beings! B e i n g s. My bad. I thought it'd be country boy can't survive, son. Okay. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Any last thoughts on this, the first little passage mm-hmm. right there? I'll, I would just like add on to like, you know, the whole being burnout part. Um, just saying that like, you know, Proverbs nineteen twenty one talks about how there are many plans in a man's heart, nevertheless the Lord's counsel that will stand. And like, that just goes to show that like, you know, us as men and us placing our desires first, you know, saying when we're going against what God is calling us to do. So, Imagine, I told Logan this other night, but imagine if we're sitting there and we're on a canoe trip and we have our paddle and we're just going through and we are just like paddling upstream and we're just trying to go, trying to go, trying to go, trying to go and we're getting exhausted. But like when we start going with what God's design and his plan is for us, it's when we like, we let go of the situation and like we're still in our canoes and we start going with the flow of the current. It's so much easier because God's already made that way. So simply there comes a point to where that's how we get burned out because we think that we know what we're supposed to do. But God will ruin our plans so our plans don't ruin us. Um, Yeah. So God will ruin our plans so our plans don't ruin us. I like that. Yeah. We saw Peter do it. That's real. I think he was always, I mean, I'm not saying like teacher's pet per se, but like always trailing God. I I mean, like Jesus. You can't go here. You can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. Signing up for things that, like, Jesus told him multiple times. Like, okay, dude, like, lay off. Like, I'm Jesus. You know, the disciples yeah. ought to remind him a couple times. Like, it's okay that Jesus wandered off into the wilderness to pray 
you know, at 3 a.m. because he has no other time to pray because he's right. always constantly serving. And, you know, Peter's trying to be his mm-hmm. protector. He's God, you know. And so Peter was signing up for all of these extracurricular activities or whatever. Um, right. Ministry-wise um, that I think we do a lot of times um, that were un- unnecessary. And then at one point, you know, not saying that, you know, he was burnt out, but he did get to the point where he, he had denied Jesus that three times. And you right. know, that could be um, a small example of uh, what we could do in our everyday lives. Like, just let God lead. Let go and let God. Let go and let Simple God. as that. Let go and let God, and we're going to let go and let God until we see you back again <laughs> <laughs> the next week. But uh, we're thankful for you guys and excited to be uh, putting out content for y'all consistently. Um, and, yeah, we're excited to talk about next time uh, the angels longing to look down on us and God's great plan of salvation. So come on. That'll do it for episode two of season two or for find the podcast. We'll see you back again the next week. Let's do it. All right.